Money is starting to flow via federal contracts on work related to coronavirus. And Bloomberg government has compiled a list together with some guidance. For details, BGov's Director of Contracts, Dan Snyder. Dan, good to have you back. Good morning, Tom. Thanks for having me. What is the situation now? The money is increasing from Congress, and it looks like the money is starting to actually flow through vehicles and different contracts. Tell us what you're seeing. So Bloomberg government has compiled a report that primarily investigates three components. The first is agency guidance. So that's all the information we see being released by the Office of Management and Budget, as well as OPM. And then there's a few select agencies that have also directly issued guidance to contractors. The second component investigates spending being dispersed by federal agencies, as well as opportunities that are available for bid at these agencies. And then the final component investigates what contractors may be able to anticipate ahead. And a lot of that is geared around Payments perhaps being stalled, but not necessarily stopped. Got it. So not stopped. And what kind of dollar volumes are you seeing? Bloomberg government has put together a definition uh, specifically around coronavirus spending. And we're a little conservative in our analysis. But since the time we created the definition last week on about Wednesday, we saw $35 million that was being dispersed by federal agencies. Now, fast forward to today, and a lot of that has seen a tremendous uptick. So as of today, that spending around coronavirus has increased to $225 million that is being dispersed by federal agencies, the vast majority of which is being released by HHS. That agency alone constitutes $195 million of the 225 that we see so far. What is it they're spending it on? That's a great question, Tom. So the top company that we're seeing is a division of Johnson & Johnson, and they are working with a bureau out of HHS known as BARDA, or Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, to do some clinical studies on a, a cure for coronavirus itself. Now, other companies that we see at the top include Rapid Deployment, Inc., who has generated the majority of their spending obligations through a $17 million contract for emergency response services. And then there's others, such as 3M and Alcazar, who are also in the mix. And 3M has generated the majority of their obligations, delivering respirators. And then Alcazar, through custodial services, are making sure that the hygiene is up to date at offices throughout SSA. Now, late last week, the Office of Management and Budget gave agencies some discretionary authority to maybe convert existing contracts and bend them toward coronavirus. Are we seeing any evidence of that going on yet? So agencies have been doing a tremendous amount to adapt to these changes. We'll give them credit. It's not an easy task to pivot so quickly. So the White House issued their most recent guidance. So far, they've issued five memos since March 15th, the latest of which were over the weekend on March 20th, as well as March 22nd. The March 20th notice dealt with managing federal contract performance during the coronavirus era. The highlights included in that memo were encouraging agencies to leverage the special procurement authorities authorized with President's Emergency Declaration. And also taking advantage of mechanisms such as the micro-purchase threshold and simplified acquisition threshold. In addition to that, there was a March 22nd memo issued by the White House 
titled Harnessing Technology to Support Mission Continuity. And a lot of that guidance was focused around cybersecurity authorizations and providing federal employees solutions for accessing certain applications to access the databases that they need to get their job done. The OPM and White House information that we have seen to date is mostly speaking directly to federal agency department heads. There has been some other specific guidance issued uh, by Soraya Carrera at DHS that focused on how contractors should deal with their communications to contracting officers. There was another issue by FEMA, uh, which outlined two specific criteria. But most of that is the bottom line is to convey to contractors that there is no need to stop the work unless you specifically get a stop work order from the contracting officer at this stage. We're speaking with Dan Snyder. He is director of contracts at Bloomberg Government. And let's pivot to a moment to the upcoming bills or some have passed, some are going to be passed that $8 billion in funding from a couple, well, it seems like an eon ago, but it was actually only, I think, last week. And then there's... (laughs) Yes, it's moving quickly. And then there's some 46 or so billion dollars for the operation of the government itself. That's aside from the stimulus bill. And so what do you anticipate those funds converting to in terms of contracting opportunities? So the first one that has been passed, allocated, that's the $8 billion bill, has allocated... $6.5 $6.5 billion specifically to HHS, and then the remaining balance, $1.25 billion to the State Department and $20 million to the Small Business Administration. So for contractors, that first one is likely going to be most addressable to help agencies fulfill their needs. And certainly not a surprise that the vast majority at HHS is going to areas such as public health, social services, emergency fund received $3.4 billion, CDC $2.2 billion. So for contractors, that first bill may be most interesting as they think through what the addressable market may be to help agencies get through the coronavirus challenges. The second bill, the $46 billion, is more for assistance to companies who are suffering through many of the challenges that we are facing with coronavirus. And the large majority of that bill, $17.7 billion, would go to VA. An additional 11.5 would go to HHS. DOD would get $8.3 billion of that 46, DHS 3.2, and OMB would get $3 billion. And a lot of that money would be for agencies to continue their operations. So for $17 billion for VA to continue operations and other civil defense programs, $13.1 billion of that is for medical services account. What are they expecting at VA that is so outsized? Well, certainly being uh, the biggest health system, they want to make sure that the veterans are being taken care of and they're receiving the care that they deserve. One of the issues that OPM specifically outlined in one of their five memos was a March 20th uh, that gave VA flexibility to re-employ retired subject matter experts and deploy them to where they are needed the most. So I think that $17.7 billion would help them augment many of the surplus medical care that is needed at these facilities to ensure that veterans are receiving the care that they need. And do we know anything about the $3 billion for new unanticipated needs account at the Office of Management and Budget? 
So OMB is going to be responsible for dispersing all of the guidance to federal agencies. So they will be the focal point as agencies pivot towards new needs. So a lot of that unanticipated needs will allow them the flexibility to perform these activities that they may not be able to foresee in the future. And what's the best way for contractors to get all of this so that they know what's going on and can try to bid for some of this work? So we've seen a few small opportunities being released at by federal agencies. We've seen the CDC issue a blanket agreement or a BAA, and that was specifically around research for COVID-19. And then we've also seen the Medical Technology Enterprise Consortium issue a white paper, and they were encouraging contractors to respond in 48 hours despite the opening date remaining until the end of March. So uh, we're seeing a lot of these new mechanisms that contractors have been familiar with in the marketplace reinvigorated in new ways. That Johnson & Johnson Award that constitutes $150 million of the $225 million was also through an OTA. So we're seeing this expedited purchasing mechanism being taken advantage uh, by these agencies as they seek to find respirators and new technology solutions that may not currently be available in the marketplace. So then basically people should pivot from the telework part of telework to the work part of telework. Yes. So uh, when we discuss telework, the the primary point to pay attention to there is that that will be the increased mechanism by which you will be able to discuss matters with your contracting officer. So you can expect to continue to communicate with your contracting officers through telework. Telehealth is certainly a a market in which uh, we anticipate increased growth but I'm not sure that will be in the form of new contracts. A lot of those are currently stood up. We'll just see an increase in the output of those services being delivered. Dan Snyder is Director of Contracts at Bloomberg Government. As always, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Stay up to date on your agency's latest responses to coronavirus. Visit our special resource page at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature. The world is always on, but you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's Dream Sember sale, get a king for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $700 on Sealy. Only at Mattress Firm.